Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm best-selling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacy Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the paleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Hey, listeners, welcome to episode 331 of the Paleo View. Stacy, it's opposite day. I don't even know what to do with you starting the show. What's well, happening? This is, we're just going to keep going. <sighs> this is your show. This is. is this is all all you. You're gonna nerd out. You're gonna you're gonna slam down some science. <laughs> you're gonna drop some mics, and I am going to be the snarky comments and the putting you on the spot with really tough questions today. I guess I can't complain considering that's kind of my usual game. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me you're like, oh hey, I'd really love to do a show on this topic that I just spent a ton of time researching. I was like. Well, if you just spent a ton of time researching it, I don't need to do anything, right? And you're like, Truth. no, I'm like, great, done. I'll just show up. It's fantastic. So I don't know how to write blog posts that are less than two to three thousand words at this point. <laughs> like, is it even worth blogging if you haven't included no, seventy four references and quotations and yeah, I do um, like a three tips post and it's 2000 words. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Mine is called seven safer cleaning swaps and somehow it's like thousands and thousands of words. It, it's hefty. I did I did sneak a peek at, at the post and went, yeah, Stacy's got this. Stacy's got it. Thanks. No, I'm totally fine to cover this. I think um, what... What got me about this topic is that it was the thing, and I think I've admitted on the podcast several times, that I hadn't done yet, and I felt really overwhelmed for some reason with cleaning products. I think you and I talked about like my struggle with, well, we have someone that comes and helps to clean the house with a deep clean every couple of weeks. Like, Could I get this person to use these products? Would they work? Do I have to make it myself? With Because when I would research things on the internet, everything was like, just use vinegar and lemon juice and Matt is a clean freak he takes multiple showers a day if it's up to him and he's addicted to Clorox wipes and it just was like not gonna be a transition to jump into making our own like vinegar lemon water which I totally respect if that's something you're doing and it works for you but for me we continued to use products that I knew were toxic because I wasn't the one using them. I kind of put a blinder on mm. and um, it got it's to a- the, it's the, I'm not touching it. So yeah, that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. Well, I'm not the one who, you know, needs to wear a mask when I'm using this. So it's fine. Even though when I would come home on days that the house was cleaned, I could smell it hours later, you know, like mm. those, that's, you know, clue number one, that uh, there's something in your cleaning product that is lingering in the air. So, um, I decided to look into what were really kind of the worst offenders in what was being used in my home and then what 
wasn't? Like what what could we continue with or what was an easy swap that we could make? I.e., you know, instead of reaching for this one thing on the shelf at Target, could you use the other hand and reach for this thing um, on the right. shelf at Target? And there's a lot of products out there that are better. And then there's oh, also... And so much easier to find now, yes. too, than it used to be in ye yes. olden days of three years ago. <laughs> ye olden days, yeah. <sighs> well, there's like a better and a best profile, right? right. And, and making it yourself with either, you know, vinegar and lemon or essential oils or... You know, I don't even know, honestly, baking soda, whatever people are doing out there, that's fantastic. And you are controlling what is going into things and, and you're aware and you're not, you know, uh, adding plastic to the world and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then there's me. Like, I, that's just not something that we're going to do. I have to be able to admit, like, the things that we're going to do and not going to do. And that pressure of of needing to do it all or nothing at all is what kept me from doing that transition. And so what I want today's show to be about is focus on easing into what works for you. It was a slow transition for us. And it's finally at a place where I feel like I can say... We're mostly non-toxic in the house. Um, Matt, I know he's listening, um, is having a hard time giving up laundry detergent, but we have switched to a free and clear product. Um, But there, I mean, there's just, there's some, you just like food, right? We have this Mm -hmm. transition in period and you, you identify the things that are the worst offenders causing the most problem and you take care of those first. And then when you're comfortable and you're ready to take the next step, you move on to the next thing. And so that's my goal for today is to not make people feel overwhelmed like I did for a couple of years in avoiding looking at it entirely because it felt like I needed to do all or nothing. That's not the case. Um, And like you said, there are so many easy solutions, um, that there's no reason to not. I just want to give a huge shout out to our show sponsor before we get started. Um, we had planned to talk about safer cleaning products long ago. I mean, like I already did the post and everything for the science of the show. And one of the brands that I fell in love with that I highly recommend and I just think is such an easy solution is Branch Basics. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the show and I'll explain, you know, which of those products our family loves the most and, and all that kind of stuff. But what's awesome about Branch Basics is if you want to start with Branch Basics, they send you like a starter kit and you can always refill, um, independently and all that kind of stuff later. But the the kit comes with a concentration and then an oxygen boost and all of the bottles that you need to make your overall solution. And this just worked really well for us because it it was like a nice bridge to something that was cleaner, but not completely DIY. Um, But you have control over the concentrations and the type of cleaning products that you're making and everything and all the information is included. Um, And so in researching this and falling in love with it and using it in our own home, we asked Branch Basics if they would be interested in sponsoring the podcast this week. And they said yes. So listeners, if you want to check out this brand after you listen to the show and learn more, you want to go to branchbasics.com 
slash partner slash paleoview and use the code paleoview15 for 15% off your own starter kit. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Branch Basics for not only being a brand that I use and recommend, but also EWG uses and recommends, which um, we're going to go into a little more detail about why the Environmental Working Group's website um, is a great resource for researching um, products and checking ingredient labels and all that kind of stuff. But there's only two products by Branch Basics. It's this Oxygen Boost, um, which is a powder, and then there's the Concentrate, which is a fragrance-free liquid. And you are combining the two of them to make your own products. And both of them are rated A, which is the highest rating you can be on EWG. So, and you're supporting like a small business. Like it's just, I love it. I'm really excited because I first heard about Branch Basics uh, today um, (laughs) as we were preparing this podcast. Um, And so I am like crazy excited to try it. You have, um, I mean, you've sold it based on like it's it uses such safe ingredients and you know it's human safe environment safe like those are really really important things which we'll uh I know get into in this podcast but the other aspect of this that I think is like really exciting is that it's a like really safe cleaning product that works which is unique and so um you know I have to I'm like I'm the the catching up because I, I am the, the podcast co-host here who hasn't actually tried the product that sponsored the podcast, but I am super, super excited about it and really, really looking forward to switching to the Branch Basics products that we're going to be talking about today. I think you'll love it. I really do. And I would not um, work with a partner just like you wouldn't, you know, like we on this podcast only work with brands that we personally use and love. And I was already recommending branch basics. So I'm super (laughs) excited that they were willing to sponsor the show and give you listeners a coupon code. So again, that's branchbasics.com slash partner slash paleo view and use the code paleo view 15 for 15% off the starter kit. That'll get you everything you need to have the basic building blocks to clean your entire home. So, um, definitely thank you branch basics. And, um, I hope everybody loves them as much as I do. So are we ready to jump into the science? I I don't even know what's happening right now. You say we, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know this. You don't know any science. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. Remember? I just, (sighs) I can help you pronounce some of these long chemical names if you wish. That would be fantastic. No, I think, um, we will put a link in the show notes to this post and also put the references to some of the studies and articles and different things that we'll reference in the show notes. Um, so first and foremost, let's just get the baseline clear here. Like personal care products and the FDA, which we talked about on a prior show, we'll link that for you if you're interested. Um, Cleaning products are also full of known carcinogenic and other toxic chemicals that haven't been tested by the, in this case, the EPA. Um, So the fact that I found said 85,000 chemicals in existence and only 200 have been tested by the EPA. So when you think about how many chemicals are in your cleaning products and how many haven't even been 
tested, so we can't know how badly they are um, by the EPA itself. That gives a lot of, I think, understanding of what we're looking at here. Just like personal care products, it's it's really a consumer's responsibility to look into the ingredients and figure out if it's something they're comfortable with or not. Um, that said, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. <laughs> Like, I'm going to talk about a lot of ingredients to avoid, and there's different kinds of problems that some of these chemicals um, cause, um, and some might be more of a concern for you than others, and so you're going to prioritize, you know, removing X, Y, and Z, and you're just going to, like, close your eye to, you know, ABC. That's your business, and like I said, Figuring out, using an app like EWG and evaluating the products that you are using, you can just scan the barcode or you can look up the product name on their website, um, will help you determine the the products that are potentially most harmful to your health. So, so I have a question before you jump in. Yeah. Because um, when we did the personal care, care product show... Um, like a lot of these chemicals that you're, I, I don't know how, how deep you're going to get into it, but a lot of the chemicals that are used in cleaning products that are carcinogens or, um, you know, terogens, right. They're linked to, to pro- problems. Um, a lot of them are <laughs> problems, also period. problems, <laughs> you know, mutated babies and cancer and stuff like that. Right. Um, so a lot of them are the same chemicals, right? So like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but like, you've got, there's a few in this, on this list that are in shampoos and cleansers and moisturizers and sunscreens and stuff like that. And they're also in cleaning products, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same chemical. But when we talked about the regulation before, um, this, this is a different regulatory agency, right? So all of these cleaning product chemicals are regulated by the EPA. Is that correct? So I think it's actually the FDA that regulates and the EPA that Tests. tests. I would. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would have to look into that more fully, but there is no like personal care. There is no regulation on these sort of chemicals and cleaning products either. Mm. That was my question. Even in some of them that are known to be problematic, the rule is, you know, like a percent. You know, you, like you can only have this kind of You can of only percent. have 2% formaldehyde in your cleaner. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to talk about it from our own perspective. But, for example, in California, they've got legislation, I think that was recently passed, actually, that requires disclosure of ingredients because like personal care products, they don't have to disclose all of the ingredients on cleaning products either, um, that now requires them to disclose ingredients on both these cleaning products and in personal care products for technicians because the people who work with these products day in and day out are more exposed than anybody else to a lot of the problems that you're talking about. So, you know, you're talking about someone who cleans homes for a living or who, you know, is a hairdresser for a living and is having all kinds of fertility issues um, and wants to know what is in the products that they're using for most people in most states in this country, like you can't even find out what's in it. Like Sarah, you gave a story about a personal care product that you use that didn't have um, proper identification of an ingredient that you were allergic to that you wouldn't have uh-huh. used if you didn't know, right? Like that, that was the same... worst two weeks of my entire life. <sighs> Sorry, the it same thing could happen the with worst, a cleaning but thanks product. For, 
reminding well, you. Well, I'm not going to use a cleaning product in the same way. And we don't that. need to go into any more details for our listeners. But just know that that was the worst two weeks of my entire life. Yeah, please don't use any of these products on your person. Let's just say that. Um, and Don't go off label. <laughs> So there's there's a whole lot of ingredients, and some of them are actually the same thing, but it's just listed as a different name to help you identify it, kind of like gluten could show up as, you know, a bajillion different yeah. names, right? And we want to help you identify what some of those things are. I think what's what's interesting to me about these, you know, very long list of ingredients to avoid is that they range in the way that they can affect you from, as you indicated, reproductive and carcinogenic to um, a lot of them are linked to respiratory issues. That's like the number one thing that I kept reading over and over again is people who use or are around these cleaning products often have exasperated asthma or lung issues long-term in using these products. And you can imagine that if you're inhaling these strong fumes, which is how the products are working to clean as they're emitting this this gas, this fume that you're then breathing in, how that could be problematic to your health because it was never intended to be ingested. But if you're breathing it, as you and I discussed on kind of the non-nanoparticle discussion, how your body is absorbing something when you're breathing it versus if it touches your skin versus if you eat it is all different. And so the respiratory issues linked to a lot of these ingredients was the thing that kind of... um, disturbed me the most because it's like this, the science and the information on how badly they're affecting people is really intense. It's, it's like no, no doubt the there's recommendations all over the place. Like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this if you have asthma. Um, and the, the other one that I want to point out of all this long, long list of ingredients, which, um, I mean, we can have a game of of reading them off for you, or I'm sure it would be more beneficial for you to come check them out in the show notes. Um, So you mentioned formaldehyde, but the one that, you know, gets me is the one that I see most often in products marked natural or clean or green, um, which is fragrance. So like personal care products, there is no regulation on cleaning products when it comes to the labels and how people identify things. And so... Fragrance is a loophole that exists on the personal care side as well as the cleaning side. It allows companies to put any product they want and market it as proprietary in this fragrance loophole, so to speak. And so when I'm using a product by a company who is marking it as um, natural or, you know, green. And then one of the products that's listed is fragrance. That's an immediate no, no for me. And so I want to call that out to a lot of our listeners because it's an easy word to look for and to identify, to know that that is a loophole. And there are a lot of products on the shelf that are being marketed as better for you. And while they might be better for you, they might have, you know, maybe some of these ingredients, not in them. Um, you don't know what's in them or not if the word fragrance is in there. Um, So I personally, we have gone to being a fragrance-free home and that's in like all of our personal care products. And it was one of the first things that we swapped in our home products. So for example, um, the dish soap that we use was scented with, I don't know, 
orange or whatever it was, right? So the first thing that we did is switch to a free and clear dishwashing soap so that when we're washing our hands and we're immersed and our cuticles are wet and maybe products are going in there and we're standing over the sink and we're breathing it, the hot air, it's steaming, we're not also breathing in all of that fragrance. Um, And then a lot of the other things in here, you know, we've talked before about... um, how good, good bacteria and probiotics and, um, germs in general can be, but also some are really not good. Like you don't want the flu virus and you don't want salmonella and those kinds of things. (laughs) And so uh, where Matt and I ended up, um, kind of coming to a balance was, um, a brand of wipes. We use seventh generation in particular, because it doesn't have the fragrance, it doesn't have the chlorine, it doesn't have a lot of the toxic uh, bleach-based chemicals that are going to strip of all kinds of beneficial um, things that could be around, and instead moving to a plant-based disinfecting wipe that is proven to kill the flu virus just as effectively, but in a botanically based formula. So mm-hmm. you're, you have more likelihood of the things that would have been in contact with those botanicals still staying alive or, you know, not being completely killed out. Um, I don't know if you have opinion on that, Sarah, we've talked about essential oils before on the show and how, um, so many of them haven't been tested, but that there are some scientific studies, for example, on, um, the one essential oil on guard where like it had killed the flu virus. And that's Mm -hmm. essentially what is being used in this botanical based wipe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I feel a lot better about using essential oils as a cleaning product than I do about consuming them. (laughs) Um, I mean, as we talked about on our essential oils podcast, I mean, one of the problems is that a lot of them have antimicrobial properties that have not been fully fleshed out in the scientific literature. So, you know, some, right, like oregano oil or garlic oil like have been well studied and they selectively kill undesirable bacteria. And I was just reading some studies on garlic uh, uh, yesterday and it was like, wow, this is really cool because garlic has all these like great fermentable fibers that support good bacteria, but then it also kills things like C. difficile, like Ooh, garlic's an awesome like gut microbiome superfood. Yay. But that's, you know, it's, you start expanding to, right. There's a lot of essential oils that are based on, um, fragrant plants that are not edible. And yet, you know, we're putting it on our skin where it's going to be absorbed or we're putting it, you know, we're putting it inside our bodies, right. We're consuming it. And that, that to me, it, there's science behind some of them, but not all of them. And, and it, I feel very uncomfortable about, um, sort of broadly endorsing essential oils when it's very like oil dependent, whether or not there's enough science to support the claims. And I would say, you know, the exception to that is, you know, generally if I'm, if I'm using essential oils as a, as a cleaning product, um, I mean, especially ones like if you're using ones that have been well studied, right. So there's a lot of like mint oil and thyme oil and oregano oil, are really, really common. Like you can get, um, I have a, a Citr- citrus as well, citrus oil, right? So I have a hand sanitizer that's thyme oil based. Like I feel pretty comfortable about putting thyme oil on my hands. 
Um, I, I'm not going to like go and like, you're not going <laughs> to lick the palm of your hand after you put it on. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, it seems a bit intense, but I'm also not going to like nitrile glove up to use that as a cleaning product. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not going to feel like I need to protect my skin from absorbing that. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that was the case. And I think that's one of the reasons why fragrance is such a, um, disconcerting ingredients because even these natural products that use essential oils for fragrance, that doesn't mean that's an essential oil that's been well studied and is known to be a hundred percent safe. Agreed. And if it is an essential oil, like if that's what someone's telling you, um, cause there's a lot of ingredients where, you know, brands will reach out to me, um, and say, Oh, you know, this, this great clean green product. And I'll look at the list of ingredients and it'll have fragrance in it. And I'll say, you know, no, thanks. I don't use anything with fragrance. And I immediately hear back, oh, no, that's just essential oils. And, you know, we don't want people to know our proprietary blend. I'm like, well, unfortunately, I don't know that it's only essential oils because yeah. you don't have to tell me anything. You could be lying to me right now. So I'm not comfortable with that. Um, that's just my my personal kind of warning flag. When I see something that has fragrance in it, I, I think greenwashing. So let's uh, let's jump in, uh, if, if you will, with me to some, some of the, uh, secondary print articles and, and quotes that I provided. One of them was, um, about avoiding greenwashing, right? So if you're, if you're looking at a product and it says green, natural, or specifically biodegradable is another one that I look for, right? Cause I would also like to try to get to a place where I'm making less trash and putting less plastic into the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what this company found is that more than 95% of the so-called green consumer products had um, violated at least one of these things that I've discussed, right? Like it could claim that it's um, fragrance-free, but then if you look at it in, in detail, it would actually have um, like a synthetic fragrance name in the label itself, right? But the like the word fragrance wouldn't be on there. They they can do that nuance because there is no federal law regulation on the label. So you want to make sure that you're not just looking at the front of um a bottle. Like yes, of course that's what I look at to see if I even want to pick it up because if it doesn't have anything indicating that at all that I know it's going to be bad when I turn it over. But you want to educate yourself and use apps like EWG to really identify what is fully in there um, and make sure that you're aware of what's a priority to you. So maybe you're not concerned about things being sustainable or biodegradable and you're just trying to clean it up first. Totally get that. That's where we are with um, wipes. This is like Matt is, I'm surprised, not hugging them when he goes to bed at night. He, lo- <laughs> he loves his disinfecting wipes. And I, you know what? If that's the if that's what I keeps just... him going. Picturing Matt with like a really awkward teddy bear that's actually the body of the teddy yes. bear is like Clorox wipes. And then someone, someone needs to get that for him for Christmas. He would love it. I'm telling you that. And, um, Irish spring soap. Those were the two things that were so hard for me for like for transitioning him was like bleach wipes and super fragrant <laughs> soap. And I'm like, please, for the love for me, for me, like, could you just stop using these things? I don't want you to have all of these problems. So what are some of the problems? Um, if you are looking at EWG and you're, and you're looking at, um, the products that you're using and you're trying to identify like what's 
potentially problematic? What are the chemicals that you're trying to avoid? Like, what could they cause? Um, Like I said, a lot of these are going to be triggered from respiratory issues. So um, the fumes can cause asthma in people who wouldn't normally have asthma otherwise. Um, And there's also things like skin rash. And oh, by the way, chemical burns and poisonings are things that happen with cleaning products all the time. Like I remember growing up and just knowing, like seeing all those poison labels on all of the cleaning products. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why? Why were we doing that? Like, why were we putting poison in our house and like putting it on surfaces that we were eating? If you think about it, you know, like it, the amount of poison that can go in your body can build up over time. And so that's where this concern of, well, it's allowable, but at a 2% exposure, and we've tested this one time for exposure, and it doesn't, you know, immediately cause the person to burst into flames, and therefore it must be fine. (laughs) Like, that's not how it works. And, and, you know, you think about uh, famous poisonings like arsenic poisoning, they don't kill the person immediately. They put like a little bit lead or arsenic or whatever in their food over time and they get really sick over time. And then it's hard to identify that it was like a poison because they've just been sick for a long time. Well, that's what could be happening in cleaning product. Like if someone is using really, um, intense, toxic, chemical-ridden cleaning products, that sort of exposure could build up in them over time, especially people, like I said, who um, have a job where they're using these problems, uh, using these products regularly. (laughs) That was a good, good, like, Freudian slip right there. Yeah. Well, and for a in two, I think there's a study, I think it was 2010, so this is like not new information, um, a study was done that people who used these kinds of products while pregnant had an increased risk of birth defects, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we have science that links this. What we don't have is federal support of identifying what the products are and, and regulating them in some sort of way. So um, cleaning ingredients are also carcinogenic. So in particular, there's this one called 1,4-dioxine, which is interesting to me because while formaldehyde doesn't have to be on the label, um, it interacts with other preservatives um, and can cause a release of cancer-causing formaldehyde. So something can say formaldehyde-free on the label, but if it's using um, preservatives that interact with this 1,4-dioxine, it's going to release formaldehyde into the atmosphere that you would then be breathing. So, um, and formaldehyde is allowed as well. But even if you're like looking at the label, you wouldn't see formaldehyde, but the chemical interaction that's happening with the cleaning products is creating that. And I'm sure that's intentional, <laughs> the cleaning right. manufacturer side, because they want the result, but they don't want to tell you that that's what they're doing, right? So, um there's just a lot of, uh, as, as we euphemized, is that a word? Problems, um, associated with some of these. Um, one of the ones, uh, studies that was the most interesting to me was that scented laundry detergents, um, are going through ventilated, air, like they're the vents in your house, right? Like the fumes of, let's say a highly fragrant, um, laundry detergent or a, what, uh, what do they call those, um, scented like the, 
things that you put like in the, the dryer. dryer sheets. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like static cling sheets or whatever. Yes. Yeah. But like I grew up with my grandmother and my father loving those sheets because they scented everything to that was their intent was to like impart a, a smell. And so um, what's happening is they're putting some sort of, of highly scented product into the washer and dryer and it's venting out into the air. So there's literally no regulation at all when it comes to the hazardous chemicals that are being vented. The way that there is, for example, um, requirements for you to take your car to make sure that it's not putting toxins into the air. So the cleaning companies are creating these hazardous chemicals that are emitting um, pollutants out of the vents and it's not being regulated at all. And if you live in a neighborhood and you're making all of these efforts to, to do this in your own home, but your neighbor is using you know, name brand, highly scented fragrance type products in their vents, you are going to be breathing in the carcinogens that are coming out of these pollutants. And it was fascinating to me that they were able to measure these um, chemicals and they found more than 25 organic compounds, including seven hazardous air pollutants coming out of the vents, two of which were acid acetaldehyde and benzene, um, which are both classified by the EPA as carcinogens. So these are, these are two of the ones that the EPA has said are a problem, and they're coming out of the vent of people's home into the air, and there's ac- absolutely no regulation on it, and there's no safe level, level of exposure for those two products. So... Okay. <laughs> so hang on because I'm I like my brain is hurting and right. I'm wondering if this is how you feel when I go on like a massive science thing of <laughs> all, like all new yep. information. Yep. Uh so I could be like going for a walk in my neighborhood and someone's doing their laundry and like all the carcinogens and you, when you walk past a house and you're like you can smell like you can smell when people's like have yeah. that oh, yeah. scent coming out of the dryer vent in the back. I of the used house to love it. I used to like breathe it in heavily because I thought it smelled good before I understood what it was. Yeah. I mean, it does smell good, but it <laughs> smells like I'm. it's giving me cancer. Yes, so exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm just I don't even know if I have a question. I just needed a moment yeah. to just kind of process some of yeah, this so It was a study done by University of Washington and published in the Journal of Air Quality, Atmosphere, and Health. Um, and it was determined to be most concerning because, like I said, if it were coming out of a smokestack or if it were coming out of the pipe of your car, um, it would be regulated to not have those ingredients pumped into the air. But because it's a cleaning product and it's coming out of a dryer vent, it's managed and regulated differently. And so there's zero regulation on it. I really, up until this moment, my biggest concern with my dryer vent was whether or not a squirrel would climb inside and decide <laughs> to make a nest. And now I'm like, it's, just, I, it's I'm less just, your I'm laundry just, vent and more your neighbor's laundry vent. Right. I mean, because if you're using clean stuff, right? So yes, which yeah. I guess I do, but um, but I still, I'm I'm still gonna go and like read all of the ingredients lists on like every cleaning product I have in my house. I do have to say, uh. 
like I, 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 I happen to have a cheat sheet cause I know where you're going with uh, safer swaps <laughs> and I'm happy to say I have many of the items on the list. So yay. But, uh, but everything that is not an item on that list, I shall now be perusing in uh, sheer paranoia. So thanks for that. It's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, before we jump into things that I want to recommend, the other thing that I want to point to is um, BOCs. And I am going to look that up really quickly to make Volatile sure. organic compounds. Thank you. Yes. Um so again, these are things that could be in things other than cleaning products. Um, but in cleaning supplies, they are specifically known to be released from the chemicals that are used and contribute to those chronic respiratory problems that I've referenced. And there's a particular um, article on the American Lung Association's website, which was just fascinating to me, that it wasn't like a research article or you know a, a separate publication. It was the American Lung Association straight up saying cleaning supplies are affecting your lung health and you need to avoid all of these things. So in particular, they specify the most problematic for VOCs as being aerosol spray products, including health and beauty, air fresheners, which everywhere I go, there's a freaking air freshener. Um, I do not like the smell of air fresheners or the little you know, brand names will not be mentioned, but the plug in scent <laughs> yes, things. Yes. Um, it's hard they, to say that description them without all over my work. And I now keep my door shut with a diffuser going all the time to try to like balance my air in there because the air freshener is intense throughout the entire floor of my building. And when they first installed it, I got bad headaches every day and it was, it was a mess. So I used to have, so before paleo, I had a very severe sort of adult onset asthma and my lungs used to basically like go on strike. If I walked into, um, it was usually like the, the, you know, the perfume area of a department store. And literally my lungs would like, no, we're not breathing until this is not in the air. And I would have to hold my breath and walk through as quickly as I could through to the other side of the department store if I ever, I mean, I just basically tried to avoid department stores. Now, my asthma symptoms really only crop up now if I've had a lung infection. Like that's where paleo and AIP has has gotten me to. But I still have this like, uh, it's like a, a, I want to say like, guttural distaste for those types of really artificial scents, but it's actually really, it's much more lung than gut, right? So whatever the lung word is for guttural, (laughs) uh, lungural, respiratorial, I don't know. So I have this like- That's legit. I mean, this is, it's on the American Lung Association. It's like an instinctive- Like I, like it, this feels wrong. I need to get out of here. It's like literally will trigger like a fight or flight response. Yeah. So- other things on their list, chlorine bleach, which P.S. Wow. make sure you're never mixing bleach with ammonia. Like that combination can it, lead to it makes chlorine glass and kills you. Yeah, like they're warning us that leads to death. <laughs> so well, yeah, don't do that. So it literally makes a like banned, like globally banned um a weapon of mass destruction, mm-hmm. but like <laughs> in your house. Yeah, don't do that. So uh, and you know, people like, could accidentally 
make this by using two separate cleaning products that oh, yeah. have bleach and ammonia in them, right? So just, again, read labels, be careful. Um, so the other items that they warn against, detergent and dishwashing liquid, like, would you assume that your dishwashing liquid would be the highest form of VOCs to affect your lung health? I wouldn't have, but... It's used to clean the ducts after an oil spill. <laughs> totally. But you're telling me it's bad? <laughs> But would they clean the little ducks and the little seagulls <laughs> with the dishwasher soap? You're, you're killing me. So <laughs> yeah. obviously there's, there are safer soaps that could also clean the ducks. Uh, soap in general is not a bad thing. It's the degree of VOCs and toxic substances that are in them that are concerning. Um, other items are dry cleaning chemicals. And I'm assuming, Sarah, that that goes back to our conversation on nano mm. and non-nano particles and how you're breathing in there products. There are more like uh, organic dry cleaning places yeah. cropping up, I assume. You know, the word organic is again, another one of those words that isn't necessarily like natural, right? Like yeah. it's, it doesn't necessarily mean what there you are think. Organic pesticides. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm assuming that's a better choice. Tell me that's a better choice. I don't know what they're using, but mm-hmm. certainly if they're aware of it, <laughs> like maybe they're making better choices, but it could be totally greenwashed. Right. So I always try to ask questions like, what does this process mean for you? Like, what have you swapped out? Like- I feel very validated in my decision to mostly wear like blue jeans and a sweatshirt. Yeah. That's what I, I, I will be honest with you. I have about four items that need to be dry cleaned. Yeah. So it's not like the top of my mind, but. But those people working there are obviously affected. Um, Rug and upholstery cleaners, which is one of the items that I'm going to recommend a swap for, because that was another one that was hard for Matt to give up. He loved uh, his certain famous uh, rug cleaner brand that he could just, like, not let go of. Um, And then furniture and floor polish, as well as oven cleaners. Oven cleaners, if you've ever used one, like, they'll make your eyes tear up when you use it. Again, not a good sign. So um, that is straight from the American Lung Association of the top items that you would typically find VOCs in. VOCs are known to cause, like I said, um, allergic reactions, headaches, asthma, respiratory illnesses. So all kinds of bad stuff. And if you're exposing yourself on a regular basis, you're obviously going to have higher incidence of problems. So what can you do about it? <laughs> what what do we recommend? Um, I will say for me, I have chosen simplest where possible. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of different brands. Um, for example, Seventh Generation is a B Corp. So for example, Seventh Generation is a B Corp organization, which means not only are they focused on their products being safer, but they're also giving back to the environment. So in order to be um, uh, given the certification of B Corporation, you have to show offset for the damage that you're causing to the earth. So I personally love the brand just because I know that they're supporting sustainable measures as well as focusing on ingredient safety. They're not perfect. There, there are some seventh generation items where I'd be like, man, that's, (laughs) that's not exactly what I want. But overall, I think that's a brand that you can usually turn to and feel really good about. Um, Another brand that I really love is Branch Basics. So Branch Basics works in a really unique kind of way um, that you're not going to be able to go to Target and get on a shelf. But you can order 
a starter kit is what they call. And then of course you can refill after that, but the starter kit, which is really affordable. Don't, don't let it overwhelm you. Um, comes with a concentration and then, uh, like a oxygen boost powder. And then it comes with instructions on how to make a variety of different cleaning products by putting, you know, a certain measurement of the concentration and a certain measurement of the oxygen powder with water in the bottles that they provide for you. It'll literally take you less than five minutes to put all of your cleaning products together. It's not like you're having to home make it yourself, but What's great is that it's all based off of just those two products, and then there's different concentrations based on what you're trying to clean. And um, Branch Basics is rated A on EWG's website, which is the highest rating that you can get for cleaning products. So if you're looking for an easy solution to not go to the store and just have it be delivered to your doorstep, I personally found that Branch Basics works really well. We like the all-purpose cleaner a lot is um, kind of the thing that um, we use. And then I'm trying to get Matt off of laundry detergent and using their laundry detergent. Um, Let's see what else. So well, let, let me take a moment to kind of say, like, this is a new company to me. I haven't had the opportunity to try Branch Basics out yet uh, because I just heard about it. But, like, this is... It's a cool a, idea, right? It's a really cool idea. Like, chemistry-wise, it makes so much sense to me. And it's something that, like, also ingredients-wise, it's super clean. Like, I am really, really keen to try this out. And you having shared your personal experience of like, yeah, it's super clean. It's super cool. And, uh, oh, by the way, it works like that, <laughs> that, cause that's, I think that's one of the big things that, uh, you know, often people will, will do their like first foray into a green cleaning product and they'll be like, this doesn't work as well. Totally. Um, and sometimes it's, I'm judging how well it works based on the fact that it doesn't smell as clean because I associate all these like <laughs> yep. VOCs with the clean. And so sometimes it's like not actually a very fair evaluation. You associate, you know, clean with fluorescent yellow <laughs> and bald heads. And then you think that everything needs to smell that way in order to be clean. And that's not necessarily the case. But sometimes also, right, if you're cleaning something with vinegar, it's right. It's not the same experience as cleaning with all of the chemicals. So being able to find those green products that are really, truly safe for the human who's using them and really, truly safe for the environment, but then also actually is effective. Like that to me is like, well, that's the trifecta of awesome that makes a company like this company I've never heard of uh, <laughs> until today sound like really, really appealing. So, um, you know, like I've heard, I've, I've used seventh generation products before many times. Like that's, that's something you can get at Target and Walmart and like, you can get it anywhere now. Um, but I'm really excited to, to sort of hear about this, like next level, you know, even, even cleaner. Ha. See what I did there. That was a pun. It was a good pun. Even, I know how much even you love cleaner a pun. ingredients for cleaners. I love it. Yes. Um, so another item Matt could not give up was dishwasher pods. Um, I know that they're not sustainable at all. Like, I get that. <laughs> but this is one of those things where it's like, okay, honey, if you're, if you, if you're happy with using a cleaner brand of dishwasher um, pod pack. Wait, so thing, he doesn't want to take the box and pour the powder into yep. the little slot? Yep, that's a thing. But I think... Also, it has to do with the fact that the boys do the dishes most of the time for us, and it is easy to just put 
a pod in the dishwasher. So this is one of those things where like, is this the best solution? No. But seventh generation does make a free and clear, you know, version of dishwasher pods that we have switched to from the traditional brand product. They also look a lot less appealing for the teenagers to eat. <laughs> totally. <laughs> And I got that that? joke. I got that joke from Cole. I have no idea where that joke came from, but it is a constant joke. Why are teenagers eating things in pods? I it's not I don't think they are, at least according to Cole, like it's just a joke, like no one's actually doing it, but maybe he doesn't know that people are actually doing it. Have you seen the YouTube? No. I don't think I need to though. I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Um Yeah, my impression from one video is that it's a thing, Um, but maybe it's not, but it's still, I don't, I, I, maybe we need to get teenagers to cook dinner (laughs) for their families more often. (laughs) And then they'll be less likely to eat Tide Pods or whatever it is. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Okay. The last item on my list is a carpet cleaner. And this one was not one that was easy for me to find, um, that worked well. We have a puppy and she really likes our carpets. (laughs) We also have (laughs) three boys who don't know the definition of taking off dirty shoes. Um, like we have stains galore and, um, Matt was not able to let go of like the most popular brand of carpet cleaner. And I found Norwex brand carpet cleaner when working in combination with their um, microfiber cloths that have backlock. That's BAC. Um, they actually scrub out of the carpet and work. So magic. hang on, hang on, hang on. Like it's a different type of microfiber cloth than a microfiber cloth. Yeah. I don't know what's in a normal microfiber cloth, but <laughs> Backlock is um, created for specifically um, avoiding uh, bacteria. I don't. I don't know how else to put it. So uh, like Backlock, not like bacteria locking it out. Got yeah. It. So it it comes with like this. It's it's a trademarked word, Backlock, and it. Um, hinders bacterial growth of the microfiber cloth. And so there's like this, you know, magic secret sauce to whatever is on the microfiber. Do you have to wash it differently? Like, does it? No, we just put ours. We don't use any detergent. We just put ours like in its own wash with hot water. And I use them actually for like removing my makeup and all kinds of stuff like that as well. I use microfiber cloths to remove my makeup as well, but I don't know whether the ones I use have backlog. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can look into it. That's another new word for me today. Well, there's a particular, what's called a corner cloth, a scrubby corner cloth is what I got in combination with the carpet stain remover from Norwex, which kind of allows you to rub 
into the carpet with the microfiber because like a corner of it it's like goes up over your hand like a triangle and then you're not trying to like hold on to a microfiber cloth while you're scrubbing the carpet if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. it doesn't work with a traditional I mean I don't know maybe it could work with a traditional brush or something like that but it's intended to work in combination with each other and it's worked well for us and it's enzyme based so that's the extent of what I know about that. You you would know more than me about <laughs> like uh, enzymes or or not enzymes or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I use an en- enzyme based cleaner for cleaning up uh, cat vomit because I have uh, one cat. I like no matter like my whole life of owning cats, there's always one one who likes to eat stupid things and then throw them <laughs> up. And I've got I've still got one. I thought when the old, my old man finally passed away, I was like, finally, no more vomiting cats, but then rescue. And you don't know what you're getting with a rescue. You rescued, picked up the charge, rescued another, another eater of stupid things. And, um, and so it's, but that like, I also have not a ton of carpet in my house because I have intentionally, I, I think this is like the holdover from having been, um, so severely asthmatic is like, I've always been anti-carpet. So when we were looking for a house, I didn't want carpets. I settled for one that had carpets upstairs, but not on the main level. Um, we eventually replaced some carpet in our family room. So like, it's, 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 uh, that's my, my, my preference is to just move towards other types of flooring. But, um, the cool thing about enzymatic cleaners is, they use enzymes, which are, you know, proteins with various activity. That's all an enzyme is. Um, but uh, there's a bunch of enzymes that are really good at sort of breaking breaking things apart, right? So they, it's called lysing. They basically break something in, into pieces. And so they use these enzymes that are really good at breaking apart organic material. And what's cool about them is the enzyme will eventually degrade. So as it dries, that enzyme's no longer a live protein. But while it's doing its thing... It's basically breaking something apart into, you know, harmless, non-scented uh, uh, compounds, which when you have cats is a really great thing. So like enzymatic cleaners are like, a, to me, that's a, like a really cool technology. Now, some enzymatic cleaners have other ingredients like fragrances. So you kind of have to read, you still have to read labels. Like you can't be like, oh, this is enzymatic cleaner. Therefore, it's going to be, they're still greenwashing. But uh, the actual part of enzymes to clean, I think, is pretty cool technology. It's really making use of uh, nature. I feel like you would appreciate this description of typical carpet spot removers contain large amounts of surfactants and sometimes solvents. This Hmm. carpet stain booster uses microbes, enzymes, and orange extract as soil removers and yucca shidagra. (laughs) I don't even know where that word is. Shidagra? S-C-H-I-D-E-G-R-A. Sure. As a natural foaming agent, which prevents stains from redepositing on clean surface. Because it doesn't leave a soap residue. So, anyway. That's, this is my research. Are these the only products out there that will work or that are cleaner? Absolutely not. But these are the ones that have made me feel like I can do this. And that my cleaning person recognizes as cleaning products and not like a random bottle with vinegar and lemon in it, which she would have laughed at me about. So, um, so 
I also, like you, have a cleaning person come in every few weeks and do a deep clean of my house. And what attracted me to my cleaning person was that she mostly uses her own vinegar mix that she uses. Love it. And, um, and my house is so clean and I've gotten used to like, ah, like to me, the smell of vinegar is now the smell I associate with clean. <laughs> yes. Um, and you so gotta, like, you gotta the create house, new like, habits. It's no yeah. longer that fragrance that's ventilating out of someone's dryer. <laughs> it's now vinegar. Now I'm going to associate that with cancer. Yes. That's what, I mean, that's what I had to do with fragrance is I had to like reteach myself that that is essentially the same as smoking. Like they've determined that, you know, fragrance is the new secondhand smoke is like the tagline for it. So, um, in terms of how problematic and carcinogenic it can be. Very effective. It's a very effective, but very sad tagline. Yes. Do you feel educated? Do you feel inspired to, to check your products in the EWG app? Did I, I mean, yes. Did I insert enough snarky comments throughout and put you on the spot enough times? I, I feel I'm not sure if I did. I, I'm not sure if I was Stacy well enough. I know. And you, you provided some science instead of snark. Like, I think if we asked our listeners, they'd say it wasn't quite opposite day. Like we didn't quite pull it off, the but thing I failed. No, I also failed. So it's just, you know what? We are who we are. And people can't be mad at us about that. There's no failing at being who we are. We're just awesome. Turn off the nerd, but I did come up with a great pun. So I'm going to, I'm going to call that a win. win. There you go. There's your win for the day. Well, thank you, Stacy, for all of your amazing research on this week's topic. I learned a lot and this was very, very fascinating. And I want to remind our listeners that you can support us. It's much appreciated by leaving reviews wherever you listen to this podcast, by sharing this podcast with your friends, or by shopping through links in our newsletters or on our website. Um, Many of those links are affiliate links, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a commission, and we only ever link to products that we have vetted and use and love ourselves. So you can trust that um, anything that you buy from our recommendations, it's because we've actually put some thought into it. And thank you for listening. And again, we'll be back next week. I feel like you you just put me to shame. Like that was amazing. Thanks, man. And you complimented me. Like you've set the bar so high. Now I feel terribly about all 330 (laughs) closures prior to today. Don't make it my regular job from now on. That was a one. That was a one-time deal. <laughs> it was a one-off. I'll that just listen it. to it over and over again and see if I can't learn from it. Do you know? Here's the thing: is I've had your Aww. like model to follow for 330 episodes before today, so I just felt like all I had to do was what you do every week. That's it. We're getting too mushy now. It's making <laughs> me uncomfortable. <laughs> but Sarah, don't forget. As wonderful as your closing was, we have to thank our sponsor, Branch Basics, Ah, this week. Um, And I know you're excited to give them a try. (laughs) Um, So don't forget that you listeners, if you wanted to give them a try, you can visit branchbasics.com slash partner slash paleoview. Use code paleoview15 for 15% off your own starter kit. And Thank you again to Branch Basics for sponsoring this podcast. I'm super excited to share about their brand and about why it's so important to use these non-toxic products for our health. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show... 
please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. We're going to talk about things and stuff. All right. Shall we go? Hmm? I'm going to start. This is going to be so awkward. It is. It's going to be great. (laughs) So this is like way after the fact because we recorded this podcast like days ago, but I have since gotten a chance to try Branch Basics. And guess what, (laughs) Stacey? Uh, Let me guess. You're just as enthusiastic as he was. Oh my gosh. It like so works. And I like, I knew you said it works, but then I tried it and it like totally works. And (laughs) I, I don't, I feel like. I feel I'm trying to figure out what to do with like the products that I'm replacing. Cause I'm like, should I just, I think I'm just like throw them in like a donation, like a goodwill donation box. But mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I don't want to use that other stuff anymore. It's well, it's fantastic. I'm super excited that you like it. Um, I was, I was definitely nervous to put my, to put myself out there and, uh, endorse something, but uh, have a, a podcast sponsor when only one of us had tried a product oh, yes. and maybe, but um, like, yeah, so, There's... so awesome. Thank you so much for like ma- making me aware of this whole other like option. I didn't even know they existed. Yay. Yeah. There's nothing worse than using a cleaning product and feeling like whatever you're doing didn't get clean. So it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a basic. And honestly, listeners are who told me about it because I was saying that I hadn't switched to cleaner yet. And so a bunch of them told me about Branch Basics and suggested that I try it. And they were like, it's the best clean brand cleaning product that I've used. You've got to try it. And when I saw that you had to like make it yourself at home, I was like, oh, I don't know about all that. But then wasn't it easy? Like just mixing oh, the different. I mean, you said five minutes, but I think you were like way <laughs> overshooting the mark. Like maybe a minute and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just, you just got to measure it in. So, uh, awesome. yeah, so we have the it. best listeners. We do. Thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the recommendation listeners. Yay, listeners. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.